This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Head of brand Antonia Knox has been on Aurelia's journey from the very beginning. Founded by Claire Vero, Aurelia is an innovative probiotic-based brand combining the purest of ingredients with sustainably sourced ingredients from around the world. Keep listening for more. Hi everyone and welcome to Founded Beauty, a podcast dedicated to beauty entrepreneurs that built some of the biggest brands today and where we learn exactly how they did it. We'll cover some of the most intimate stories, their path to success and how they overcame the obstacles along the way. I'm Akash Mehta, CEO and co-founder of Fable & Main, a modern hair wellness brand inspired by ancient Indian beauty secrets. Building Fable & Main has been an incredible journey so far and I decided to launch this podcast as a founder keen to learn and connect with fellow beauty brands around the world. I believe in collaboration over competition and so I'm using this platform as a way to help and hopefully inspire each other in what can be quite a tough and lonely journey. So if you are an entrepreneur or simply just curious how to build a brand, this podcast is perfect for you. So without further ado, it's a delight to introduce your guest for today, Antonia Knox. Aurelia London was founded by Claire Vero and is a brand comprising of skincare, body care and supplements which harness the power of prebiotics to deliver transformational results. As a vital part of building Aurelia, Antonia Knox worked on product formulas from Claire's Kitchen and began heading up brand and product training of employees and retailers within just a few months. Now as head of brand, Antonia is both a brand expert and spokesperson for Aurelia, driving the brand into the future of science-led skincare. One thing I really love is the brand's commitment to remaining true to Claire's original founder vision of the probiotic revolution. And I think it's so important to stay true to your brand values because that's what sets your brand truly apart. So it's with no surprise that it's an absolute pleasure to bring Antonia to the stage. So thank you for being with us, Antonia. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's such a treat to be here. And what a lovely introduction. Sounds so nice when you say all that. <laughs> Well, it's, you guys made it easy by creating such an incredible brand. So thank you. But I always ask the same first question to all my guests. And it's been no surprise I'm going to say the same to you. Antonia, who is Antonia in a nutshell? 
Antonia in a nutshell. Um, okay, so I am, as you said, work-wise, I'm head of brand for Aurelia London, um, which means that I'm in charge of lots of marketing, press, design, creative, um, and really working with lots of different departments within the Aurelia company, which I love. I'm quite a some might say flamboyant person. Um, I love to be centre of attention and uh, kind of, I guess, I'm I'm uh, always one to be doing the karaoke or being on stage, that kind of thing. So I grew up doing lots of music. Um, so there's definitely a kind of artistic, creative side to me. Um, but fundamentally, I'm someone who adores beauty. That's why I'm in this industry and I've, I've been in it for over 10 years now. So I started out... Um, uh, on the shop floor in Space NK, learning how to be a makeup artist, understanding skin, being trained by all these beautiful brands. And um, I've never looked back. You know, I adore beauty and skincare and, and this is where you find me. <laughs> Amazing. And you know, before we get into kind of Aurelia's beginning in 2013 with Claire, I do want to go a little bit behind that with you and talk a bit about that experience in Space and K, but also in theatre, music, because I think we have a lot in common there. I'm also oh, a singer. Excellent. Uh, I, use, uh, I say more of a shower singer now, sadly, but I did used to go to the studio quite a lot. Um, so I would love to know a little bit about your upbringing. Yeah, so um, I was brought up in London, born and bred um, in North London in Highbury. And um, I went to school in London and basically stayed here my whole life. I went off to university in Leicester, actually, where I studied American studies, which is slightly random, but a very broad degree. And one that kind of introduced me to lots of different facets of writing. So from long form essay writing all the way through to poetry. I did a creative course as well as part of it. So um from there, I really kind of understood that I really have a passion for writing, copywriting and all that kind of thing. But prior to that, you know, with the whole music thing, my my parents are extremely musical. I mean, my parents first date was to the opera, which I always think is pretty fabulous. <laughs> quite, quite an old fashioned one, which, but it's uh, pretty adorable as well. But so we grew up with music really at kind of the core of everything. Um, so I learned to play the violin, the viola, the piano, and I'm a singer as well. I was in choirs, I was in orchestras, you know, all of the extracurricular things as a child, um, all the way through my teens as well. And I did music A-level um, and sort of sang a, uh, a variety of, of songs in my final performance. But wow. for me, I think music gave me a really incredible understanding of teamwork. I know this kind of really sounds like quite a cheesy thing to say, but the more you play music with other people, the more you understand what real collaboration means. And you're all speaking the same language of, of music, no matter what it might be, whether it's jazz or classical or, or pop, whatever it is, it all has to fit and blend and merge together. And there are different sounds, there are different, I guess, elements of, of an orchestra or a group. But fitting together and creating something um, perfect is, is to me so transferable from, from my whole my whole career, my whole life. I've, I've noticed that being a, a really big help. Um, and it's just a nice hobby to have as well. You know, if you listen to yeah. music, if you like making it, um, to me, I just think it's, it's a lovely one to have under the belt, I would say. Well, I also have to just say that's incredible because I used to play violin, piano, and was in the choir and in orchestras, in the barbican, all that kind of stuff. So I know exactly what you're talking about because um, I spent about 12 years doing that. And 
it is such a transferable skill. Um, I'm sure people listening who have other similar hobbies, whether it's sports or even music as well. Um, you, you do have that sense of collaboration. Of course, it's, it's the motto of my, of my podcast, you know, more collaboration, less competition, but also that kind of also that balance between it is a competitive landscape, especially if you're in violin one, violin two, as you know, or, you know, who, who sings in the front, who has the lead, who doesn't. But I think the understanding of everyone shines in their own way and their space is enough space in a, in a floor, in an orchestra for all of us to have our moment and add to the greater picture because it's a team at the end of the day when you're in these things. It's not an individual solo performance. I think that's super important. So yeah, you've said everything, which I literally was like brought back so many memories and I didn't even appreciate how music has actually influenced my 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 business and my way, my work ethic today. Well, how nice though to think that because it is something that I've definitely reflected on quite a lot um, because, you know, I've got two sisters who had obviously the same upbringing we all played music together and we would come together then as a family I mean very kind of Von Trapp like my mum playing the piano my, me and my sisters a, a string trio um and you know do that on you know at Christmases or when there was family and that kind of thing but it gave us this a lovely extra kind of bond and when we talk about the effect that then that had on our later lives um it's very shared and it's definitely that whole collaboration piece and just being able to get on with other people as well because you know you're you're thrown into situations thrown into an orchestra you just off you go here's the music play it <laughs> here's your task so true and i couldn't agree more and and i think it's so great to see how those experiences plus space and k and your you know even the studies where you learn all about the, the writing the copywriting it's a perfect kind of I guess you could say, you know, like a, a, a pot, hot pot of um, ingredients that leads to a successful head of brand. You know, someone who's got the 360 vision of what it takes to build and grow and nurture a beauty brand specifically as well. So I know in 2013, Claire founded um, Aurelia and would love to know how that came to be. And maybe also if you can intertwine your starting story within that as well. Yeah, absolutely. So for Claire, it was all about creating something that was pretty new and innovative in the market. Now, you mentioned earlier, you know, we use probiotics at the core of the Aurelia London range. And in 2013, that was pretty unheard of. I mean, we were really one of the first brands to innovate using that technology. And the reason why we use it is because Claire was working in pharmaceuticals for about 10 years. And that was kind of her real, um, uh, you know, it was her career path. She did the marketing graduate scheme um, from at GSK. And then basically her career just blossomed and flourished from there. She became an expert in dermatology, working with um, sufferers of chronic plaque psoriasis. And it was through her studies and, and work with the, um, the patients that she kind of understood what was needed. And fundamentally, it was about the inflammatory response in the skin and how to manage that, because psoriasis is caused by an excess of inflammation, um, among other things. So what she realised was that they were being diagnosed uh, or prescribed, sorry, probiotics, both a topical application and as an ingestible format. It was all about managing the inflammatory response on the skin and in the skin and also in the gut. So from her knowledge of skin, she understood that the inflammatory response is not only uh, a trigger to you know, chronic conditions like psoriasis, but it can also be um, for something as simple as 
you know, premature skin aging or dullness, dehydration, pigmentation as well, or hyperpigmentation. So inflammation really is the root cause of so many different skin concerns. So she thought, well, why not use and harness this probiotic technology in a different way to focus on rebalancing all skin types to create an equilibrium within the skin that would enhance the repair process, that would enhance and boost natural collagen and hyaluronic acid production at the same time as keeping this perfect kind of homeostasis within the skin to allow your skin to repair itself and behave like younger skin again, because younger skin can fight the inflammatory response more easily unless there is a certain kind of allergic condition or something like that. But generally, the inflammatory response is, is easier to manage in younger skin. So by maintaining that and helping that inflammatory response, you're actually uh, enhancing more kind of a, a youthful complexion and a youthful skin for as long as possible. So she thought, well, I'll use that technology. And she worked with um, an amazing lab who have um, devised this kind of triple complex of uh, probiotics that we use within Aurelia to this day. Um, but she really, you know, she did have research. And um, in those days, it was quite difficult. I say in those days, it feels like a really long time ago. And I think really in the beauty world, it is because things move so quickly. But in 2013, there, there weren't that many natural brands that had really kind of punchy science alongside of them or, or a sort of a technology that they could then sort of hang their hat on. It was mainly around antioxidants, um, natural oils, omegas, vitamins, absolutely perfect, you know, lovely way of caring for your skin. But she wanted to go that extra mile. So what she created was Aurelia Probiotic Skincare which um, originally was a range of only five products, a cleanser, a serum, two moisturisers and a face oil. And all of them, bar the oil, contained the probiotics alongside beautifully nourishing botanical ingredients, um, which, you know, as I mentioned, were rich in antioxidants and, and vitamins and omegas. And um, she had a strict ingredients promise. And this is something that we maintain as well to this day. So you won't find sulfates in the products, parabens, mineral oils, silicones, anything that can kind of upset the natural balance of the skin, or that's just an unnecessary kind of filler ingredient. So we would class ourselves as natural skincare. Um, I know that term can start to be a little bit de divisive, but for those people who are kind of just wanting to, to find something as natural and as pure as possible, really is a, is a great option for that. Back in 2013, I was um, basically fresh out of university. I'd gone back to work at Space NK um, because, as I said before, I did a degree in American studies, which isn't the most obvious kind of career path type degree. It was a bit more broad than that. I learned a lot, but it was it not quite as clear cut as something like, you know, law, let's say. Um, and I always loved beauty. So going back to Space and Kate, I mean, it didn't feel like a hardship. I actually loved it. I was on the shop floor. I was doing makeovers, teaching people about skin and, and you know, all of that kind of stuff. I, I loved it. But I got the opportunity um, to intern at Aurelia. An internship came up. And from everything I'd seen, I thought, gosh, this is an amazing brand. I never heard of it, but it's really big. They've got this beautiful, fancy website and everything. And it really, it turned out to be Claire on her own, working from her, from her house originally with um, Anna Ellis, who did the PR for about six or seven years. So um, we were a teeny tiny team. 
Um, and I was working kind of on everything. And I think that's really indicative really, of the role that I have today. You know, it's broad. It's um, from copywriting and marketing to helping the retail team with events or training, um, you know, certain members of staff or whatever it might be. So there's always something that I can kind of think, uh, I bet, you know, intern me would have would have probably done something similar to this, you know, back in the day. But um, it was a fabulous opportunity. And, and obviously, I fell in love with the products straight away. And I never looked back. Uh, amazing. <laughs> well, there's so many things I want to get into. Uh, first, I think my first question is, what's the team like now? How big is it? And um, yeah, is it very different, I guess, to the small three people team? as it was in 2013. I mean, it is. So so we did actually, we grew quite quickly. But when I say we grew quite quickly, we then sort of became a team of about seven, you know, so it was still pretty tiny. Um, and then over the years sort of expanded and, and realised kind of exactly what type of, of team members you need and what sort of level as well, because it's quite difficult to understand. I know there were certain challenges with, you know, hiring almost too high. And then you think, gosh, but we still need... The, the people doing all the doing, if that makes sense. The so, doers. The yeah. doers. Yeah, absolutely. So um, it's finding that right balance of the people with the experience, but then, you know, being able to just get all the work done. So I think we ended up with about 15. Um, uh, and then Aurelia was acquired by a larger company in 2019. Um, and so, you know, in theory, that's a, a massive team and hundreds and hundreds of people across the world. But in the UK, um, there are around 40 people looking after three brands. And for Aurelia specifically, it's still around 15. So we're kind of, I would say, still a relatively small brand people wise, but obviously with a much larger organisation behind us. Amazing. And, you know, I think that's the important thing for brands just to understand it's agile, smaller teams doesn't necessarily, it's smaller in terms of size, doesn't necessarily mean it's not mighty, right? And doesn't mean the brand can't grow. And I think doing this podcast, I always ask the kind of question, how many people are in the team? And often it's, it's that tethered point between, you know, uh, 510 to 30, 40, but then it doesn't really go sometimes too much bigger than that. And the brand sometimes, you know, doing hundreds of millions of revenue with a smaller team, it's incredible. Um, I used to work in corporate in the Estee Lauders and the Dior's and, you know, there was thousands of employees. And um, so it's a very different ball game. But actually, um, sometimes these smaller companies are doing numbers which are, you know, really going against these big giants. So I think it's, you know, the right team is the most important thing and growing the right phase. But I think what modern brand building today is, and I don't know if you'd agree, is a lot of things can be outsourced. You're supporting, you know, local freelancers and and, and you know expertise in the right for its labs you know or um pr partners etc um and then you're also it's it's less uh, risk and overhead right so do you guys work with a lot of partners around the world we do i mean so we have kind of maintained that the classic i guess that the tradition of aurelia where we have in-house pr in the uk but we then also have um pr agencies in the states and in france and france is a really key region for aurelia we um, were actually taken on by a retailer um, in our first year called Oh My Cream. And we've kind of grown with them. They're almost like the Space and K of France. They're very, very chic, beautiful selection of, of products and brands. Um, and we really feel kind of, 
you know intrinsically linked with them they're, they're a beautiful retailer and the fact that we've got representation from a pr um, perspective in in france is is fantastic because it means that you know more and more people hear about us and they come back to our website or the stores and everything so it works really well for us and of course the same with the states having having that expertise stateside is so important because it's a completely different country you know it's important to to make sure you've got experts in in the field over there so we do with with pr um we will work with you know i mean photographers videographers editors things like that we've always had in-house designers um and i think it it shows because there's a beautiful kind of consistency and um uh, i would say real attention to detail with with the the design output that you get from Aurelia london and what you might not know actually is that we rebranded this year that was one of the um the key i guess yeah. key <sighs> Features of this year, I mean, it was pretty crazy. We did it all in lockdown. But wow. we now have, I know, madness. Um, but the same designer who started out with with Claire, um, she's called Jess Lovett, and she's absolutely phenomenal. Um, so we've kind of been on this crazy journey together. Um, but we have a team of, of designers in, in the London office. And it just means that we've got this amazing output. So I really, really believe in having someone who's, you know, intrinsic to the brand from that creative side. But equally, there are some incredible freelance designers out there. So, um, you, you know, you're never, never strapped to find someone uh, in a pinch. Um, but yeah, I do. I, I think a, a blend of the boat, a blend of two actually works really, really well for us. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, great. And, and you know, you guys, um, what, you know, apart from your website, which uh, I've already scoured through and love the education piece and just the, the whole user experience. But you guys are with great retail presence, right? You were saying in France with Oh My Queen, but you have Cult Beauty, you have Beauty Bay. Um, tell us about where you guys are now. Absolutely. So um, we're in Liberty. In, in the UK. So that was that was one of our big kind of exciting moments. I think when Claire and I went to train the staff, we had a little table with just the products on there. And um, that was back in 2014. So we were really, really excited to have that opportunity. And we've been with Liberty ever since. So that's an amazing kind of flagship, I think. Great place to, to send people who are very, very new to the brand. Um, and obviously it's, it's an iconic store. Uh, and that premium level, you know, we've always tried to kind of maintain that that um, premium level where possible um you can find our baby range in harrods as well which again is that lovely um kind of elevated shopping experience so in the in the uh, baby section you've got this gorgeous little array of our little aurelia products which i absolutely love um and then we're online with some fabulous retailers neiman marcus in the states and then skin store part of the hut group um, so we've got a fantastic global presence with, with the Hut Group and we've been with them for a good few years now. So you'll look fantastic and uh, beauty expert, etc. Um, so, yeah, I mean, what, what we have noticed as well is I'm sure everyone is in the same boat here. But during the pandemic, we were thrilled to have so many e-tailers under our belts because, you know, you think, gosh, if we were just relying on footfall, we would have been screwed. So having our own website, and we saw phenomenal success on that, but I think, you know, the, the world of e-commerce did, um, and which is one of the positives of the pandemic. Obviously, it was a very, very troubling and tough time, and still is for lots of people. Um, but that, you know, you saw that immediate benefit of having such a, a kind of widespread and global footprint for um, e-tail, for sure. Definitely. And, you know, Going on the, the pandemic, uh, how did you find the brand 
um, successfully navigated that change with social media? Like, was it a big kind of, uh, okay, we need to accelerate our kind of social growth and live stream and connect to our audience and educate? Um, what was that journey like during the pandemic? Absolutely. I mean, as you can imagine, we jumped onto Instagram Live. <laughs> I feel like the rest of the beauty Everyone. industry, the rest of the world. And there was a little, there was a little point of like Clubhouse. I think a lot of brands were going just on Clubhouse for a bit, and then it went away. But yeah, a lot of like live talking and live streaming. Yeah, that's it. And you know, it actually gave me a really lovely opportunity to engage with customers again because. I mean, I don't know if I mentioned this before, but I was in charge of all customer services for about two years, you know, from the very beginning. I mean, I'm, we didn't have the same number of customers back then. But for me and my training with, with Space NK, you know, customers are just they're just so lovely to speak to when you can change someone's life with skincare and beauty. And it does happen. There's just no nicer feeling. And I would love having good conversations with people and, um, you know, ending on a sale, all of that. But being able to kind of come back to that and speak to people through social media, answer questions as they came in and do collaborative lives with influencers and talk through routines and different skin options and all that kind of thing. I loved it. And we, you know, we did a pretty quick switch to that as well. Um, we'd always kind of said, oh, it'd be good to get you on live, Antonia, or, you know, should we try and do some sort of um, additional content? So here and there, you know, you'd get the old thing of, of me doing a, an IGTV maybe. But then suddenly it was like, well, this is our content now. So um, off, off I went, really. And um, we've got a fantastic social media manager called Bryony, who, um, and I worked with her almost daily, coming up with uh, timetables of Instagram Lives. Who from the team can we speak to? Because we had a fantastic trainer who worked with us um, during the pandemic. Um, he was then kind of, he switched to working with customers and doing kind of face-to-face -face calls. So he then did... Um, some Instagram lives for us. So planning out the content with the team, with myself, um, it was a lot of work, but actually it made such a difference. And I think it suddenly gave this sort of human element back to the brand again, because I think there are moments where you get so stuck into the day-to-day, -day, you're just answering your emails, you're doing all the work, the presentations, all of this. And you think, who am I selling to? is the customer and who is she you know I want to speak to her or him or whoever they may be and um you know that's kind of where you've got to come back and and kind of step back from the from from your day-to-day -day and and just remember that the reason that you're here is because you're passionate about providing a service a beauty product to someone to really kind of change their life and change their skin so I loved it um, but it, it was a definite switch from, from where we had been. Um, but I think it really, it was the catalyst for um, real growth on our social channels, for sure. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you 
everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June too is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. And, and the business, I guess, in turn, because I think it was a, a blessing in disguise for many brands that um, needed to accelerate, but also stand out um, with this very kind of saturated and quite cutthroat industry. Um, you know, the ones that really succeeded during the pandemic and were fortunate enough to 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 continue, you know, selling and and, and making um, were the brands that I think had digital at the forefront where well, they had to because as you as you know um but what i love is is when you talked about customer service which i think it's incredible that you did that for so long because that is a whole uh engine and beast in itself but i do have a little spanner in the work to ask you because we recently had a lot of um well we have a lot of amazing feedback and amazing questions and you know, just genuine relationships we make with our customers. There are, of course, as you know, with any customer service, there are a lot of like people that would complain. Sometimes it's hard to know what's real, what's not. Um, and it's hard to, as a recipient of it, to when I even, sometimes I tell my team, don't show me because it really affects my mood. Get, you get sad sometimes because this is like a very personal attack sometimes. And, and um, how did you uh, deal with the not so positive uh, customers that can happen right it can happen and and I would say the first thing that comes to mind and this can be kind of difficult especially when it's your brand as well and I completely understand where you're coming from but you've got to almost come back to it with so much kindness and so much appreciation for the fact that they've even fed back and it could be, exactly. you don't want, I mean, obviously, if it's really, really nasty, you think, you know what, I might just ignore that one. You know, there are times. But if it's something where someone's well, like, I'm not happy with this, it doesn't work for me, or this has happened, it was late, um, you know, the packaging just does not what I expected, or whatever the complaint might be, you thank them. Thank you for letting us know. And that sounds so simple, but that was one thing that I was taught um, in the shop floor. If there was someone who was upset about something, wanted to return, you, because people will go in with a negative attitude thinking that they won't get what they want or they they will be told that, that actually they're in the wrong. But actually, if you come back to it and you're calm and you say, do you know what? Thank you so much for letting us know. Let's just talk about this a little bit more. Let me find out kind of exactly what the problem is. And I would like to think that I have a bit of a skill in helping to kind of placate those customers. And, and, and what you do is you work around it. Say, the serum didn't work for you. That's no problem. But do you know what we can do out of pure, you know, <laughs> 
pure love. We'll send you a sample of a completely different product and off you go and you can try that. And it's no skin off our nose to do things like that. And it just means that that person hasn't gone away with that feeling of, well, they didn't care. It's showing that you care is the biggest thing. And that all probably sounds so obvious. But I think the the thanking thing, um, it's definitely worked for me in the past. That is great (laughs) advice. I mean, literally, it's something that just just to start off the conversation with thank you for your email, thank you for your concerns even. It's, It's important and as much as possible, just put yourselves in their shoes because we've all as humans have similar experiences with other things in our life, whether you went to a hotel you didn't like, or you had a restaurant experience and, you know, we've all complained, let's be honest, we've all done that at one point in our life. So, um, but I do think, yeah, there is a sense of, unfortunately there will be some people that that's their like, they are serial complainers and they want refunds. It happens a lot, a lot, a lot in America, actually. It's very interesting where you actually, you have to like sometimes even put rules. I put rules in my team to say, if they say, we had so many people saying, one, one common one was, um, it, I, my box was empty or my, the, the glass was broken and smashed everywhere. So we always then ask for just proof. You know, ask for a photo, please. Or in the morning. And then often you realise how they never reply. And you're like, they never okay. reply. <laughs> well, there you go. See, yeah. that's a bit cheeky, so, but that's exactly the thing to yeah. do in that situation, isn't it? But never assume a customer is like that. I think that's my biggest advice is like, um, don't like always first give kindness is exactly what Antonia said. And always just first be the best version of the brand and representing them. You know, sometimes you have to put your, your personal opinion behind because it, you know, often um, it's a greater mission, greater purpose than how we feel in that moment because we are whole human. And if, you know, if you get a bad email at 7 p.m. on a Friday and you're a bit tired and you're like, oh, I don't want to deal with this, reply to a bit later, but reply in the right way, you know? I couldn't agree more with that. That's wonderful advice, yeah. Um, but you know I I was very fortunate to try your products you guys sent me um, a a huge array of them and I've been I always do this I do one thing before I try anything I do I scour the website I research and I was so amazed to see the the ingredient policy the sustainability you guys have also won like just countless awards which obviously helps to just know that the brand is you know it's good to hear from trusted bodies as well apart from the brand itself but it's always good to have that um and i watched that video i think it was in um was it in malawi or um about your yeah and it just like touched my like heart so much and then obviously then there's a different intention when you know a bit more about the brand then you try it on and um um, definitely wasn't placebo effect because 100 percent the products are just incredible they work amazingly so i can just understand number one why you've stayed with the brand for so long because you've just got incredible formulas but um did that is that something that um you know i know the gsk experience from claire really helped and definitely her her, her background and knowledge but going forward um is, is it something that like uh, there's a, a deeper mission to even go further and beyond um, or are you just um, relying on the, the initial kind of backbone story of the probiotic? Because I'm just curious as a consumer now, I love your brand, so just curious. Yeah, so in terms of kind of new product development and that kind of thing, is that, yeah. Yeah, exactly, like, yeah. Yeah, so I would say we, we really want to harness that probiotic and actually we call it protida technology it's that kind of triple complex of probiotics which we've now trademarked so protida is kind of at the the cornerstone of all of our skincare 
apart from our oils. I did mention that because we, we can't put the probiotic in an oil formulation. So it's in our face care when it's a cream, it's a cleanser, it's a serum. Um, you'll find the Protida complex. And what we want to do is kind of elevate that and build on that, but always with the same Aurelia ethics at the heart. So I would say we are really trying to keep that beautiful Aurelia ethos, but complement that with additional active ingredients. We've started using CBD, crystal isolate. Um, we've also got the addition of bacuchiol in one of our serums. So kind of supplementing the probiotic with additional actives is definitely something that we are extending. And of course, we now have ingestible probiotics, which is something that um, we launched after Claire stepped away from the business. So that was something that we had always thought about. And she loves the supplements. You know, it was always something that she wanted to do. Um, and we were able to, um, with the kind of more backing from from um, the, the, the company that acquired us. So because that kind of thing takes a lot of, of uh, time and effort, as you can imagine, yes. and some money. Yeah. And R&D and cost. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All of that. So, you know, that's something that we've branched into. And we want to extend that ingestible range as well, um, because probiotics are just so incredibly beneficial for so many different issues um that's the the amazing thing about it so we use this amazing complex that works on inflammation in the skin we're not talking about bacteria on the surface in fact we're one of the few probiotic brands that actually talk about the microbiome and that's something that can be a little bit confusing for people we manage the microbiome because we're not stripping the skin or using harsh exfoliants or alcohols but we're not actually managing the microbiome with bacteria but in the gut, that is exactly what we're doing. So the probiotic strains that we've used in our supplement are all about managing the inflammatory um, condition or the kind of hyper-inflammatory condition within the gut that then causes leaky gut and in inflammation throughout the body and can manifest itself on your skin. So we are using uh, probiotics that will manage the good and bad bacteria within the, the gut on an ingestible basis. So it's really interesting. It's all probiotic, but it's different methods of using that technology. Um, so we're innovating, but we're staying true to, you know, who Aurelia is. And I, and I think you know, without kind of um, getting too soppy about it, the fact that I've been with the, the brand for so long and, and I know the real heart of, of Aurelia and, and who we are and what we want to be and what the goal always was, I think because I've stayed on that journey and I'm now looking after the brand from that perspective, that you do get that historical factor, if you like. It does still feel true to, to, to the brand that launched, but just an elevated version. <laughs> I love it. And, and that's why, you know, I really asked that question because it's so amazing to hear how the, the brand DNA is is at the core of the of the kind of the backbone and, and it's the, the inspiration. But that innovation and that going forward, listening to the market, the consumers that are Aurelia lovers or even the ones that you want to target to how to also get them on board because the brand needs to grow and um so does the, the team and it is more than just the founder's vision but it's an it's a kind of i guess you could say a uh an additional version of it and that's why i asked that because as a founder myself i know i won't be with my brand forever um and nothing lasts forever so it's it's important to see how similar stories or maybe where fable and main would be in a few years um how, how it continues and people like yourself i know 
um, hopefully I'll have some of my team members staying on the brand when I might not be there. And it's just so great to hear amazing advocates um, that live and breathe the DNA. So amazing what you do, Antonia. It's just so inspiring. So thank oh, you. Thank you uh, so much. Yeah, no, it's, and yeah, it just makes me, I, I, I have definitely Antonia's in my company that it just makes me a bit like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's just, you always need, you need them uh, for sure because it is your baby as much as it is the founder's baby and whoever ends up, you know, acquiring it as well. It, it's, it's everyone, it's every stakeholder involved. Absolutely. Um, that's yeah. the most important. Do you know what it is, Akash? You are the conductor of this beautiful orchestra. Exactly. You need that team. You need your first exactly. violin. You need your leader. Need Someone who can take And at the same time, I always say, you still also need that triangle. Well, you no do. Has, no, we all know, really, there's not really a triangle in orchestras normally. But when there is, you do need it. Every role is important. Every role. You hear it. And then you might it might actually make or break the, the song. So it's very important. Um so I do want to go a little bit just before we go into fire round questions about your routines as Antonia. So a bit less about Aurelia, but more about you and your routines for success and how you stay motivated, grounded and just hungry to tackle the day. And this might have changed during the pandemic as our kind of routines have had to shift. Um, but what do you do? What's your daily routine? My daily routine. So I am, um, I used to be a really, really good early riser and that's actually got worse. I don't know about you, but I, th- I think maybe the pandemic has something to do with that. I, I agree. Um, will set my alarm for about 6.30 and I actually got myself a Lumi alarm clock. So I wake up to a sunrise Although my really dark room that I'm in right now, you can't actually tell that I've got light in it. But I wake up to the sunrise, which actually has really, really helped with um, finding that the mornings are quite tricky. And um, I immediately get in the shower. So I obviously use my Aurelia body wash, um, which is super fresh and fragrant. It's got quite a herbal kind of blend, um, which is something that I love. So I'm super used to using that. And that's really kind of my routine in the morning. Then I do my, my skincare. Um, I tend to do a quick cleanse with um, either our new balancing cleanser or our exfoliator because I quite like the, the quick action of, of the exfoliating mask. Then I, I'm an addict of the day moisturiser as well and I'll use one of the serums but I tend to use the um, cell revitalised day moisturiser every day. Then I um, get dressed, have a bit of brekkie and I get on the tube for about an hour um, it's quite a way because I live in North London and our offices are in Hammersmith. Um, so it's, a, it's about an hour kind of journey. And that is where I like to read. So I'm a big reader. I always have been. Um, I love literature, um, fiction and nonfiction, but mostly fiction. And um, so I can kind of just get in a really, really good read and clear my head. Unless it's a really, really big presentation meeting day, in which case there might be laptop on the knee kind of moment. But generally I'm, I'm reading. And if I've forgotten my book, I'll do the Sudoku because I like to kind of keep my brain a little bit active on the journey. Because it's a long way, an hour. <laughs> um, and then, you know, settle in uh, when I get to the office and... I like to have catch-ups with with my team early on in the week. So um, Monday mornings is kind of design team. I'll speak to PR, speak to uh, my lovely um, junior brand manager, Izzy. And um, we kind of just have a look at what's going on for the rest of the week and make sure everyone kind of knows what they're doing. Um, And then there's lots of kind of team catch-ups. So we have like a management call as well. And that kind of really helps set me up for the... um, for the week and then for the day I suppose and then it's all about making sure you're doing projects and tasks that are inspiring you know you've got to have something that 
is making you feel excited. And what I really love is that with my role, as I said before, I'm speaking to so many different departments. You know, I've got amazing relationship with the D2C or e-commerce um, department who look after all things AureliaLondon.com and also social media. Um, as I said, you know, Bryony and myself have a, a fantastic relationship where we're always kind of working on content and that kind of thing. And I've got a wonderful relationship with the, the retail department as well, because we've got, as I said, you know, such a, a broad retail footprint. It's so nice to then be able to um, partner with those retailers for events or social events. It could even be, you know, a, a, an IG live. Um, so I'll kind of plan out my diary, make sure that I know what I'm doing for the rest of the week. Um, but yeah, it's about creating work and um, inspiring my the rest of my team to be doing things that they, they are really, really passionate about. Oh, amazing. I love that. Um, so it kind of leads me perfectly to the fire round questions, because uh, I think we're going to, you, you talk about reading and stuff. There's a few questions I'm going to, yeah, we're going to ask you about. But actually before that, what is um, I mean, I asked this to everyone, but I'm, I think I'm going to change it soon because um, the whole industry is changing. But normally, you know, travel is just opening up, but actually it's been open for a while. Um, but t- uh, the security is being a bit stricter and they're saying, Antonia, you can only take one product with you. So imagine you can only choose one Aurelia London product. What is your go-to? Oh gosh, that's really hard. Because I... I know, it's like choosing your favourite child. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> Um, I think I would have to say the miracle cleanser. I've said it. Even though the day moisturizer is like my ultimate thing. I thought you were going to say the day moisturizer. I know, moisturizer. but, but yeah. because, because I like wearing makeup, I like to make sure my face is clean. Or can I change my answer actually? Sure. Is it the day moisturizer? It's no. Like the day moisturizer. Because I don't have to wear makeup. I was going to say like... <laughs> Exactly. Okay, but I was gonna say you could do a little cheat and like do like one of the like the, the duo collections or trio collections. Oh, <laughs> look, there you go. Them. I'll go for the three step routine then. Cleanser, exactly. serum, moisturizer. Done. I helped you out there. I helped you out there. <laughs> you did. Thank so we we'll let that, that one. That Absolute works. lifesaver. <laughs> so if anyone's listening, that's that could be your go to. Yeah. 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 They're absolutely stunning. They genuinely and and as you said before, you know, it, you actually see results immediately with these products it's it's no joke we've had a customer who who actually we've had hundreds of customers like this but she sent us in a photo a before and after after two days of using the products and it was literally like she had sort of rosacea um and inflammation on on the surface of her skin that was really really visible and literally in the next photo it was practically gone and i said no this has to be a month but it was two days between. And it's difficult because I know I'm describing this image. But um, honestly, those types of results just make me so, so happy. <laughs> well, I think people who want to visualize it, got to try it and then check it, it out yourself. You so that's it. it. So fire round questions. First thing that comes to your mind, the first question, what's another beauty brand that you're currently loving? Ooh, um, okay. Let me think about this. It's got to be Fable and Maine transform my hair honestly (laughs) okay i'll take that one let's go for that one thank you i mean honestly it's such a beautiful brand oh thank well you you, aurelia is amazing and i generally have it on my um i I wish i could i'm not in my bathroom but it's generally a product that i'm using i'm not just saying that so i love everything you guys are doing um what's a guilty pleasure of yours oh okay right i've got a few of these 
And to be honest, I don't think you should be guilty about anything you enjoy. But I... Good answer. Thank you. <laughs> I can binge RuPaul's Drag Race. That is honestly one of my favourite things ever. When you find someone that loves it too as well, there's just something so fantastic about it. It's makeup, it's clothes, it's fashion, they're sewing, it's comedy, it's dance. And they're drag queens. It's just fabulous. That's my favourite. I have seen a few episodes here or snippets on YouTube and it's something that... Because, you know, it reminds you of those... I love competition TV yes, shows. The ones that, like, every week someone's eliminated. So whether it's voice or um, the challenge. So, but then, as you said, there's a lot of artistry, camaraderie, um, beauty. It's, it's uh, yeah, it's pretty awesome. Um, what are you currently watching or reading? Um, okay, I'm reading a novel called Shuggy Bane which is, um, I think it won the Booker Prize last year. So I saw the little sticker and I thought, well, that's obviously a good recommendation. And um, it's about a young boy growing up in um, Glasgow in sort of late 80s, uh, early 90s. And he kind of, from quite an impoverished family, and uh, it's a little bit depressing, but it's really beautifully written. um, And I'm really enjoying it at the moment. And what am I watching? Well, I'm a bit of a I'm a bit of a nerd. So every week I, I tune into University Challenge. It's one of my favourite things is to try. I love it. I don't actually brilliant. watch it every week, but I do love it. But you'll see with me. We'll, we'll become friends now. And, and I'm a huge nerd. Um, I, I do puzzles. I have a puzzle book on my desk. I do like quizzes. I trivia test myself. I'm like this kind of Oh person. my goodness. Are we the same person, Akash? This is, this is getting a bit strange so. now. Same musical instruments. <laughs> the quizzing, yeah. the puzzles. I was b- I born and raised in North London. I'm sure there's a lot of synergies that we just didn't realize i bet i bet one time we played in a concert together or something i bet we did we'll have to I, find this I, out I, I i went to haberdashers i don't know if you know the school oh, but, um, I, yeah Habs, i know the and, school yeah, yeah brilliant so i'm sure there was a lot of um orchestras and barbican things that we probably were together but yeah oh. next question what's your favorite social media platform right now oh okay i have a bit of a love-hate relationship with social media personally i think from a brand perspective I I think it's wonderful because you can showcase everything and interact with your customers. Um, I'm going to say Instagram is the one that I use daily. Um, I, 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 you know, I like seeing what my friends are up to and there's some fantastic content on there. Um, But then I suddenly think I'm on this too long. You know, I'm on this too much. Um, I need to turn it off. I don't know if everyone else gets that feeling, but I'm suddenly like, I need to do something better with my life than just scroll through Instagram. It's one of those, hence the love hate thing. I feel you. Well, wait till you get on TikTok and then you'll feel even worse because you'll just be completely lost in this vortex of cat videos, baking videos and other videos. And it's just, it's amazing, but terrible at the same time. Um, So yeah, but I think Instagram is mine too. And last question is if you weren't a beauty um, like expert and marketeer, brand brand builder, what would you be doing? Um, I think you can guess what I'm going to say, but I think it would be something in music. Uh, possibly um, performance or I guess working in the industry actually do you know what I like to be front and centre so I would say I'd be a singer or something something fabulous love it (laughs) you you know what you can you're gonna still do it I I believe it if you want to do it you should do it there's no 
better time than whenever you you want to pursue it so just do it but i want to hear you sing later so i think we'll offline we should do a karaoke session or something and and yeah we just have to catch Brilliant. up let's do it <laughs> so well i just want to say thank you so much for sharing your wisdom your knowledge and all about aurelia london it's a brand i want everyone to know and love if who haven't heard about it before because it's truly phenomenal products and Claire's done an incredible job in creating this brand um, so we'd love to just know where can everyone find Aurelia London uh, social website yeah so website is aurelialondon.com Aurelia is A-U-R-E-L-I-A london.com and that's the same for our social handles as well it's at Aurelia London on Instagram um, and we actually do have a TikTok <laughs> so you can find us there if you're big on TikTok um, and we have a YouTube channel as well um, and obviously a Facebook but um, yeah Instagram is kind of the main place that you'll find all things are really lovely that's what I'll put all the links as usual hyperlinked in the summary so everyone can go check it out and Antonia just it's been an absolute pleasure we'll be in touch we'll do our little music day and I can't wait for it so thank you so much oh you're so welcome thank you so much for having me it's been an absolute pleasure I hope you enjoyed this episode of Founded Beauty as much as I had making it and if you did please share it with a friend who you think will love it too Founded Beauty is available on all podcast platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music Podcasts, the Acast app, and many more. And I'm also very proud to be part of the Acast Creator Network. So be sure to follow the podcast so you can get episodes as soon as they drop. We really appreciate every single follow, listen, share, and review. It truly goes such a long way and helps us reach new listeners. So as a little thank you, I will be hosting a giveaway each week on my Instagram channel at meta underscore a, where you can win some amazing Fable of Maine goodies. All you have to do is follow me, check out my stories and all will be revealed. Stay tuned for the next episode of Founded Beauty and don't forget to subscribe and follow so you can be notified when it drops. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.